0: What is up, people, and thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Sports Talk podcast. We are back after a short hiatus. I am your host, E.J. Stewart, and I'm really excited to do this day, do today's show. A lot to talk about, a lot of NFL stuff has been happening over the last few weeks, particularly really in the last few days. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in regards to what's really been a whirlwind, uh, a week of stories regarding stuff, not just on the field, but off the field regarding football, so we'll talk plenty about that. Kendall will have his Kendall's Court as well. Um, Kendall joins me on the show today. I gotta say, Kendall, I, you know, I, we I, we've had this time off. I had last week where I was in Miami, and I was at the National Association of Black Journalists Convention, and it was a great. Event. First of all, it was a great event. Um, really, uh, you know, touch shoulders, rub shoulders with a lot of really top-notch sports people. But I gotta say, man, I'm really excited for what we may have coming. Down the pipe for new generation based on some of the uh, conversation I had there
1: yeah yeah we have a lot of interesting things uh, uh, for a new generation uh, coming down the pipe that we will uh, potentially talk about at some point um, very exciting time very very exciting yeah. time. But yeah but it's like we, we get we can't
0: solidify confirm what we have in store but I feel comfortable to at least say that stuff is in the works and, yes. and, and, it, and it was it, a lot of stuff it, it was worked it started with what happened uh, at that convention which is why we didn't have a show show last week so apologies for that but uh but we're back this week to give you guys uh, this might be a little bit more of a quick rapid fire type of podcast we, we you know we are uh, we want to do a more extended one probably uh, in the coming week or so but we had a lot of stuff to talk about and I'm gonna begin talking about um really you could pick your litter with the <laughs> crazy stories in the NFL but I'm gonna start with Antonio Brown. So uh, Antonio Brown actually, surprisingly to me, took the field and yes. went to w- went to work today.
1: He's been back in practice. You no,
0: know, he did his job. You know, he's an yeah. NFL football player. And uh, he actually went to work. He reported. He actually played. Uh, he went, played. To, meeting. He went yeah. to a meeting. And not only meeting, he actually, according to John Gruden, he actually played today. So if you haven't paid paying attention to the, to the saga, which I don't know if you can't, how you couldn't have if you are following the NFL. But Antonio Brown has essentially a AWOL on the team. Uh, regarding an issue over his helmet yes I'm not lying to you it's not a joke he has had a grievance about his helmet situation with the NFL if you guys don't know um, over the past few years the NFL has been kind of phasing out a lot of old helmets, basically saying that um, they've been testing them for through you know through their their testing technology to see if they hold up to um, the safety standards that are now required um, you know to to try to prevent concussions and and antonio brown's helmet which he says he's been wearing since he was uh playing wee football was uh deemed uh unsafe so it was one of the band, new band helmets this year and he was not having it so he basically uh was trying to practice with the helmet on then he they told him he could not practice with the helmet anymore or play with the helmet anymore and he's tried some other helmets says he doesn't like them Says that the, uh, he doesn't have the vision that he needs and that he feels safe with. So this became an ongoing saga. He also has some issues with his feet where he had essentially frostbite through due to a, a mishap regarding uh, cryo cryogenesis uh, treatment that he was getting. So it's been a circus. It's a surprise, surprise. Antonio Brown and the Raiders have become a circus. He did play today or practice today and he did apparently wear a helmet. But... Um, Kendall, can 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 can, they, can this thing be salvaged? Uh, I, I ask that because it just yeah. uh, it just seems so chaotic that I don't. I, I personally, I I have my doubts that the Raiders, who already I think were kind of behind A ball this year, can overcome this immense distraction. And I I think that sometimes that word's overused, but I don't think this can be. I don't think it's overstated with this.
1: Now I preface this by saying, look, I don't have any inside information on. Antonio Brown and his past, or you know, Oakland and his, the situation that's going on there, anything behind the scenes. I'm um, sure there are some dynamics to this that we we don't know about even through hard knocks, you know. But that certainly gives us a better idea than most <laughs> than most situations. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, obviously from the outside looking in, this does appear to be chaotic. Um, Antonio Brown's a heck of a football player. That goes without saying. Of course, top three receiver uh, In the game, um, in the prime of his career, it, he was worth what they gave up for his on-field production. Um, but you have to wonder if Oakland knew what they were getting themselves into when they got Antonio Brown. And as someone who's a Boston Celtics fan, it it, it reeks of what the Celtics did with Kyrie, where they thought that they were getting a steal. Given the value of oh, we're getting you know, a superstar player for for dirt cheap, essentially. Why not? You know, and that's what Oakland did, that's what Boston did. And on paper it looked great, but then you realize, oh, this is why this guy was traded for dirt cheap. <laughs> this is you know, this is why his value is at an all time low. And I think Oakland, you know, they they're in a situation where look, they they had to make a splash because they were catching so much flack for the Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack trade. Definitely. And they found a guy, they said to themselves, look, Antonio Brown's better than Amari Cooper. thousand percent. You know, he's on the same tier of of Khalil Mack. And you can get him for much cheaper. So value-wise, they actually came out pretty well, uh, especially considering what they they got for (laughs) Amari Cooper and what they gave up for Antonio Brown. Value-wise, it worked out, even though he's a little older, a little more expensive. But... Now we see. Now we see why. And Ken I mean, if the guy is not on the field, which we don't know if he's going to be ready for Week One, I have my doubts. Given what we've seen, Gruden said he looked good today. They, they, yeah, they claim he. They claim he, he. But seen, nobody, no, no media members watched him. Yeah, play. nobody saw that. Um, you know, maybe I mean, he'll be
0: on next week's Hard Knocks. Yeah,
1: maybe there. he'll be on Hard Knocks. Probably mm-hmm. will. You know, I, I think he'll. I. The fact that when we last saw Hard Knocks, he was able to play. You know he's able to be out there you know but then he left you know he can only do you know minor stuff you can only do limited action that makes me think that look could he be ready for Week one potentially but will he be 100% will he be the AB that we know from Pittsburgh um, I have my doubts but look the helmet issue in its core is obviously a petty issue and it makes me wonder if there is something deeper at play, I don't know what it is. I'm not speculating. I'm not a you know a psychologist. I don't know what's at play, but th- is this really about a helmet? Yeah, look I mean, I I don't think it's
0: unfair to say that Anthony Antonio Bennett. I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. Antonio Bennett. Antonio Bennett who, who's that? <laughs> I was going Anthony. I was gonna say Anthony Bennett. Yeah. I thought it was Anthony, but still said that. Uh, Antonio Brown is a different dude, and I think that that's pretty clear and obvious. I don't think that's uh, breaking news by by declaring that. And he kind of goes by the own beat of his own drum. Um, at the same time, I think when we look at the outlook for the Raiders, I don't think that in terms of his production, his ability to be ready for the for playing, I don't think that will be an issue. I worry about the off-the-field stuff to me. To me, I'm not saying that training camp is easy. No way someone who has never went to an NFL training camp like myself would say that training camp is easy. But <laughs> considering what... An NFL season is and the grind and the mental, the mental grind, the emotional grind, the physical grind that an NFL season is, and you have the general manager, uh, Mike Mayock having to, uh, draw a line in the stand in the second week of practice saying you're all in and you're all out. That's a terrible sign. We're not talking about, you know, after a week four tough loss against the Broncos where he didn't play well, he threw a fit. <laughs> That's different. Like like, that's when it gets extremely tough. That's when everyone gets tested. That's when, um, no, the rubber meets the pavement, so to speak. We're talking about two weeks of practice where he barely was practicing. You have the general manager saying, Ugh, we done all we can do. At this point, he's either all in or he's all out. I, I just think that foreshadows more problems to come. I don't see how you could look at a guy in two weeks in practice and you have to draw a line and say whether or not he's in or out. And think that once he's back, he'll be fine. that, that to me, you, it's all the the. I think the the, the cart's are already off the off the road at that point. I think that you, you now have a serious problem on your hands, especially when you're talking about a Raider team that is not a world-beating type of team. Could they surprise people and sneak into the playoffs, or maybe get a winning record? It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but I it's not like the craziest thing that would ever happen. AB is a, a tremendous player, and we know Carr has ability, so maybe he can go back to his uh, his previous form before he broke his leg a couple of years ago. Maybe things change, and we we don't for that we don't foresee. But if I think a reasonable expectation, of Raiders could be hey, can he get the eight wins? Yes. Like so, he's not gonna be playing on a great team. So the idea that AB already wasn't happy playing on a team that was a perennial playoff a contender, a perennial Super Bowl contender, and a power in the AFC. Now he's going to a team that's been dysfunctional with a coach who hasn't coached in 10 years and a GM who's never been a GM and a team that loses a lot. And we think that that's going to be okay. He's already in second week in practice, and he's leaving, going to Florida, New York, wherever he needs to go to fight the NFL or fight the guy who messed up his feet. Like, it's it's, it's crazy. I, 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 I wish I could say otherwise, but to me, this looks... Bad. This doesn't look like this is going to get fixed anytime soon.
1: I I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet. Power I'm hit the panic is, button and I'm the Raiders, man. I think this, Raiders is, I think fan, this is bad. i the Raiders. I, because Antonio Brown is still such a good player, this, at the end of the day, this could just be some, some training camp drama, which we've seen plenty of versions of training camp drama that, you know, it gets hot, you know, guys don't want to be there and things arise, and, you know, storylines emerge. You know, we see it in Hard Knocks every year. Uh, We're seeing it this year. Uh, But this is playing out at a higher level and in a more, you know, in a more public manner. It would be, I'd feel differently and better about that scenario if A.B.
0: wasn't, um...
1: Historically.
0: Well, if he wasn't doing the same pattern of behavior I've seen from him. Yeah, exactly. But that was, as I've seen plenty of people say, and I agree, what's so alarm about this pattern is that ab has this thing where he leaves the team whenever he has some kind of issue and he doesn't seem to tell them what's going on or he doesn't don't seem to know exactly what he's doing yeah, so i mean Drew Rosenhouse. it's kind of odd how like the raiders like they ask gruden what's going on he's kind like i don't know he's getting answers like it, I, you get the impression he doesn't really know what ab is doing when he yeah. just leaves practice and leaves the team and this is the stuff that mike tomlin had enough of by the time you get to week 17 you know must win game and ab's like oh i'm back after having left in the middle of the week, yeah, like that, like he. If this was something entirely different and he was approaching it in a different way, I'd say yes, I I can give him a pass. But he's he's uh he's calling out the NFL. He's saying the NFL is racist. He's using the N word in tweets. He, he he's saying that NFL is discriminating, and he's just going a wall on the team whenever anything doesn't go right. And that's exactly the kind of behavior we saw him do, whether it was attacking reporters in Pittsburgh or whether it was uh, or him just not getting along with Ben Roethlisberger, like or him teammates. going after the teammates, former teammates, like Ryan Clark, which we've seen recently, or him going after Mike Tomlin. It's the same behavior. It's, I'm not giving what I want. I'm going to lash out, and then I'm just going to leave. He has the... he, he I, I hope this isn't the case, because I, I, I don't wish anything on anybody, but to me, he has the traits of a narcissist. And... I don't know if you that changes. I don't. I just don't know if all of a sudden things will just get better and it'll be okay. I just feel like there's always gonna be something with this guy. He's never gonna be fully happy. He got all his money. He got traded. He's on a good team. He's on a team that he wanted to go to,
1: and he still won't show up to practice. And that's why I say. I mean, I I do theorize and speculate whether or not there's something else at play. But um, assuming there isn't, assuming this is legitimately about his helmet, this will this will this will go over you know like this this will pass you know once the season starts he's not going to pass up the money that he's owed um over over a helmet um i think this is a pride thing right now and i think it it could just be a play to say i don't want to be in training camp so what excuse what wild excuse can i come up with the foot thing isn't a isn't a, isn't a fair excuse because they want me in camp but i can fight this helmet issue Cause it might be something that he's annoyed about, but it, he's not going to give up thirty million for it. I'd be shocked if he did. I mean, I, I, I he's going to play. I just think that, and that's my thing. Once he plays, we know he's
0: going to perform. It won't be an issue if he's healthy. I just think that we we, as we saw with the Raiders, that the Steelers, yeah, I'm still with mean, the Steelers. That he, he, he played great on. last year. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a problem, job. He's been great and played pre- previous other years, and he's been a problem. I just don't know on a team that's not going to be that good, most likely, if you can with the Steelers, who are as stable in an organization as we have besides the Patriots, couldn't withstand this guy. I don't know how <laughs> the dysfunctional Raiders are, are going to uh, be able to deal with what he's going through. But anyway, um, another a big story this week regarding uh, NFL uh, question marks regarding players and their absence a camp has been Ezekiel Elliott. So um this kid Pollard for the Cowboys who's been stepping in place Tony Pollard Tony Pollard from Me- Memphis University of Memphis the University of Memphis the U of M <laughs> he's he's been uh he's been stepping in for Ezekiel Elliott during these preseason games he actually played really well in the last game.
1: Jerry Jones has been hyping him up for a couple weeks now.
0: So much so that after uh his impressive performance this past weekend against the Rams when asked about uh the future of Ezekiel Elliott? He said Ezekiel who? Oh yeah, Zeke who? Or Zeke? Who? Yeah, 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 let me get the quote right. He said Zeke. <laughs> and and that that garnered a lot of laughs from not just Jerry but the the press corps that was with him. Apparently, he's got back to of course uh, Zeke's agent and Zeke, and they say that they are not happy with uh, with Jerry. Uh, whatever you say, if he was doing. I was gonna say shading, but I don't know. I can't. I'm not gonna predict or say what he meant by doing that. Yeah. But, making light of the situation yes <laughs> they were not happy with him saying that they said that they don't understand based on the severity of uh Zeke's concerns why they think that this yeah, is funny little disrespectful yeah and That's uh it. you know Jerry had chimed back to today saying that he felt that like he you know at this point in his life he has the right to make jokes about Zeke basically <laughs> I, I mean i don't Which know is,
1: exactly what that means but i, I mean i guess he, in theory i like i see what he's saying like
0: I, I see how some people could find that problematic i actually think that that's a perfectly fine thing to say yeah, I'm like, yeah like, look I w-, he's like i've won three super bowls i have 75 a lot of my life. I'm 70 old. years old like yeah i i can i can make a joke about this guy who uh can't seem to stop getting suspended and wants uh, yeah. you to pay him <laughs> All the money that, I have, then I, yeah, I can make that, a difference. That's
1: where I want to go about go with this, is that, like, look, Zeke is a great player. And there's the whole Zach or, uh, you know, Zeke and Dak debate, you know, who's going to get paid, who should get paid. And then you throw in a Cooper. They just paid Jalon Smith. <laughs> Shocking <laughs> me, you know. I know, yeah. Jalen Smith probably didn't even know he was getting paid. Yeah. He's
0: like, whoa, they paid
1: Zeke? <laughs> so, uh, he thought he was the fifth, sixth guy in line. So that, that's always, definitely an interesting development. But... um that's where I don't have people are talking about. Should he be disrespected? Should he feel disrespected? I don't have any sympathy for Zeke because a lot of this, he'd have his money if he were a model player. If he were a model, model citizen. citizen, right? Yeah. You know, he hasn't exactly been a model citizen. He's a great player. You know, I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't know him, but from the stuff that's been reported, the stuff that's been out there, it's not the it's not the 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 cleanest. Uh, not the cleanest record, you know, there are some red flags with Zeke, and because of that, it's gotten to the point where, and look, Jerry Jones has dealt with this, obviously, his whole career, but even in the most recent uh, degree with Des Bryant. He dealt with a very similar personality, probably the reason why he was able to take a risk on Zeke coming out of Ohio State, even though he had some concerns coming out of Ohio State. But, um... No, ultimately, I think that uh, this is a move where, I mean, the Tony Pollard thing is interesting because I don't want to. I, I look, he he's not Ezekiel Elliott. We all know that. I I I, I love the production that he's given them uh, in preseason and you know in training camp seems to have been very productive for them. Uh, I do think the offensive line, obviously being strong, Brandon Travis Frederick um, who's a first-round pick a couple years ago, they're, like, he can do the job. But they're going to need Zeke to win a Super Bowl or to compete at a high, high level. I just don't know if, given that Zeke has two years on his contract, mm-hmm. given that he's already had major character concerns and red flags, and given that Zeke is a player where he made his name off of running behind that offensive line, and we've seen someone like Darren McFadden run behind that offensive line and also look productive. Alfred Morris, even. Alfred Morris. looking pretty decent. Look look productive behind that offensive line. If it is the most pressing concern, I think that's what Jerry is joking about. And that, I think that's what he's been saying this whole time, is that, look, if we don't have Zeke, it's not the end of the world. We have Tony Pollard, who we think can carry the load and be a workhorse. Is, it, is he saying Tony Pollard is Zeke 2.0? Is he saying he's better than Zeke? No. But he even said in that same yeah, interview that he, he, he wants, sees him as a nice compliment. To yeah, him. he wants to be he wants to be a compliment to Zeke. Right. So, look, I think the agent overreacting a, a, a tad a bit. I understand how they look at it as disrespectful, but I mean, trying to renegotiate a contract with two years left isn't exactly you know great practice either. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like holding I, out. I, yeah. Know. Like like.
0: I don't know. I guess for me, part of me wondered if this is posturing. Like I, 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 I saw I, I, I'm su- I would be surprised if Ezekiel Elliott, based on what he's accomplished, leading the league in rushing, being the star running back for the Dallas Cowboys, top draft pick. I mean, could he really feel threatened by Tony Pollard, an undrafted rookie, who like um, hasn't run for more than six hundred yards in college? Yeah, he's a backup. Who is a <laughs> backup? and and and, and it's played decent in a preseason game like i like to me like i feel like the reason why i felt like jerry and the whole press crew laughed because it, it was kind of ridiculous like it's ridiculous to think that zeke who because we now have tony Powell. yeah I he, mean, come on now for the most part it's, it's he's insane. being sarcastic yes we all think like like tony Pollard has shown that okay he might have some game he might be someone who could play in this league but i mean nobody thinks he's zio elliott yeah. So I I find it kind of funny that I think that's why I wonder if they, if really take them seriously. They're like, oh, we were so offended by the Jerry Jones statement. I I don't know who could have seen who could have taken Jerry at face value with that statement. And I'm not a Jerry Jones guy. So what's their motive, what's their motive? If what's, it is what's
1: their motive? It, 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 I think mm-hmm. they're trying.
0: I think they're trying to. I think they're still winning a, a, a public appeals battle.
1: And but that's that's what I, I, I want to ask
0: they, for them. They feel like they want to try to highlight how insane that statement is.
1: But I don't think they have to. I don't think anyone takes that's it very seriously. You know, I, I think they, they're gonna try and be like this is disrespectful and they're trying to compare Pollard to Zeke, but I like you like you said, I, I just don't think No that's one thinks Pollard is as good as Zeke. Yeah, no one thinks Pollard is Zeke. And that's not really the discussion. The discussion is really if it should have been Dak or Zeke, because that's really where a lot of the discussion lies. But um it should have been is Zeke worth the money that he's that he's asking for at this stage of his career, given what off the court or off the field issues he's had, and that's something where they're not gonna have that discussion because they know a lot of times it's, it's a little more, uh, a little more controversial than trying to pit Zeke against Tony Pollard. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, I don't think he's gonna play this. I don't think he's gonna get back for Week One.
0: You think he'll be there for Week One?
1: No. I don't know. I don't
0: have a good feel for this one. I, I had a good feel for Le'Veon. I was like, I, I don't know when he's coming back. Le'Veon sounded, yeah. I, I really felt like I don't know if he's going to play. And I'll, I, was, I was right about that one. Uh, I haven't some, gotten the feel that he's going to sit out a whole year. No, like I don't see him doing that. I can see him missing some games, so I do think that he's hell-bent on, on getting paid. Uh, I was watching someone yesterday was saying that essentially next week's really crunch time. Next week, yeah. third preseason game. Um, and that's when negotiations really pick up. And if they can't really get anywhere close, that's when you got to be start becoming concerned for week
1: one. But um, outside of that, I, I – It might I, even be a deal where they have him on under contract or they have him back, but they don't want to play in week one because he's out of shape or something along those lines. Yeah. You know, where, like, oh, we got him back three well, games. That wouldn't, that wouldn't help him. Yeah, it wouldn't that, help that help him wouldn't help him. That wouldn't help his case if them. somehow yeah. he comes back and he's not ready to
0: play after saying that he's been working on in Cabo. Yeah. At a great facility, yes. yeah, a great Gosh, facility. people were like, What kind of <laughs> training facility they got in Cabo? That's not a that doesn't have a, a pool bar, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have a beach, it, like, doesn't have uh, you know, it, it, I don't I don't know what I've I i don't, I've, I've seen people at Cabo, I've never seen any uh, high tech training yeah, facilities exactly. for high professional performance athletes, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the situation are going to be uh continue to be a fun situation to follow uh more more serious situation regarding the nfl um really involved uh not an nfl player it involves someone who has n- had no link to the nfl but has recently signed a deal with the nfl that is uh the business mogul um rap superstar rap legend music icon jay-z so uh jay-z has signed a deal with the nfl that will uh basically will allow his company rock nation to be ahead of a lot of the nfl's entertainment uh, services which includes uh, the super bowl and other platforms in which they want to get the players involved and not just entertainment but also uh speaking their mind on issues outside of football whether it be social justice or whether it be anything really um a big part of this deal for jay-z he says was also the opportunity to work with the nfl's social justice uh initiatives in hopes of of trying to create real change so this has uh, been an extremely controversial partnership between uh hove and the nfl because a lot of people uh looked at hove as someone who had thumbed his nose at the nfl multiple times publicly and um and and had announced support for colin kaepernick wore his jersey on saturday night live um but instead is uh you know now you know signing a deal with the nfl and when kind of pressed on that during their introductory press conference jay-z um really he said he said one quote that kind of got a lot of attention was when he said that we are past kneeling and that uh this whole thing isn't about colin kaepernick getting a job it's about you know creating actual change for people and that cop Ka- kaepernick the whole kneeling aspect of it wasn't about him getting a job. So uh, this has been extremely controversial. Kendall, where do you stand on the whole situation with the NFL? And the really, the the public back and forth, we've seen with Eric Reed saying, you know, Jay-Z and the likes of people who are, who are supporting him are, are asinine for their, uh, their presentation of Kaepernick as, as being a guy who only was kneeling because he didn't have a job or people kneeling for him because he didn't have a job.
1: Uh, I mean, look, the optics aren't great for Jay Z. Uh, I will, I will definitely say that. You know, he's at a. I mean, I, I like I. I said this. I said this when when this happened. But you know, the 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 reason why there are people, a lot of people that are upset is not because Jay Z is partnering with the NFL on face value because that, I mean, look, that is what it is, you know, um, we all consume NFL content, I mean, we're talking about the NFL on this podcast primarily, you know, like, we all watch the, <laughs> we all watch it and give them readings, so it's not like people are, are are mad about a boy, like, you know, we're, like, we're trying to boycott the NFL, we're not at that level, but it's because there is a, uh, a hypocritical vibe to what Jay Z is doing, given given how he was so he was such a defender of Colin Kaepernick, you know, not too long ago to then do a one eighty and kind of make this not about Kaepernick and make this make the point of saying we're past kneeling and this, that and the other thing, it does feel it does feel you know, like I said, a bit hypocritical. Um so I think that's where a lot of people are um in terms of their frustrations i mean i think you know we definitely have to we'll have to see what happens you know with this deal whether or not it's productive in any way whether if this is purely an entertainment thing with a couple a couple million dropped dropped in for uh whatever causes they want to throw in you know it is what it is but um ideally we'll, we'll have some more tangible results uh in the in the coming you know months uh, from this from this uh, agreement from this partnership, but uh, it doesn't. I mean, it does definitely doesn't. From an optics perspective, it's not good for Jay Z. It's not good for the NFL. I said this before. Like, if this were somebody like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg or somebody that hadn't had such a uh, <laughs> such a staunch uh, opinion on Kaepernick and you know, and being so public about their defensive Kaepernick. You can, I mean, everybody in public about their anti NFL. Yeah, I don't say disdain, but that he was clearly opposed to the NFL at some point. Yeah, you know. So like, I mean, that that's what makes this strange because, like, and that's and that's I think it's it's important they make the distinction because like everyone has an opinion on Kaepernick. A lot of times, a lot of these same hip hop artists are in support of Kaepernick, but. They also are NFL fans, you know, like you know, like Snoop Dogg's a big NFL fan. He's not coming in and saying I'm I'm done with the NFL, this that, and the other thing. You know, Lil Wayne's not saying, you know, <laughs> I am not talking about the NFL or screw the NFL. These guys are still fans, but um, just like we are, but they're also in support of Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. Um Jay Z took it to another level and now he's doing the exact one eighty, so I mean, look, it is what it is. Uh these 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 issues are uh they're they're being dealt at, at a level that I I mean I can't really you know I mean these guys are <laughs> these are billion dollar deals that are being happen that are happening. I mean it takes it will take a lot of a lot of movement and a lot of effort to to uh, affect to affect with their their dealings, but um it's it's definitely an interesting move from a brand perspective on both sides. So
0: I, 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 I mean, let me first give Jay-Z some benefit of the doubt, or at least talk about what he has done. Because I want to be fair to him, because I, 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 I think this is preposterous what has happened. But in fairness to him, it's important to point out, like, Hove, this is not a new venture for him in regards to interest in social justice. I say that and I cringe only because this this new venture that's so, so much about social justice, it supposedly includes from staking an NFL team. So I cringe with that, but he's, uh, he's, he's paid, he's helped Just support Trayvon yeah. Martin's uh, family after uh, Trayvon Martin was killed. He's, uh, he's done so much in terms of uh, film work with the Cleef Browder um, a documentary talking about like the, the, dan- the, 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 dangers and in the, and in the, and in the, in the pitfalls of the criminal justice system in America. Um, we know how much, how instrumental he was in helping Meek Mill and helping, uh, 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 what's the guy? Twenty One Savage. Um, he he's done a lot for a lot of people, and and I think to his credit, I I haven't seen him running around with pom poms like looking for credit for everything. And I think that is that he deserves credit, and I think we need to put that perspective when I now say what I'm about to say. Um, this was extremely difficult for me because one. I do feel like it's unfortunate that we're in a situation now where I the NFL is getting its way by having a lot of black folks who are now polarized in this situation and they're pitted against each other. Um, Jay-Z for, you know, for, for, for mostly positive stuff is a revered figure in the black community, especially in uh, the community millennials from probably the ages of 45 to 20. Um, but Kyle Kaepernick kind of now has become a, a, another uh, another titan in that same ilk for a lot of people, and that so now what I've seen is a lot of people saying I'm Team Cap, I'm Team Jay Z, and while I don't agree with what DJ Jay Z's doing, I don't want to make I don't want it to come across as I'm just Team Cap and screw Jay Z. That's not how I feel about this. I'm all about just what is uh, best for the cause that both of these men claim they're trying to put forth, and I feel like. What Hove has done in his bigging up of Kaepernick in in light of this new deal looks like cloud chasing. And it's crazy for me to say, because Jay-Z, as someone who's a hip-hop fan to the core and a Jay-Z fan to the core, I've always seen him as someone who's a trendsetter, who's always blazing the trail, who's always the first to do something, always the first to kind of do the thing that nobody's thinking about. And to be fair, he is the first to do this as well. But in terms of his support for Kaepernick, he jumped on a bandwagon. And that's not something I've ever associated Jay-Z with. And it's kind of crazy to see Jay-Z big up Kaepernick the way he did. Wearing his jersey, saying he's an icon, comparing to Muhammad Ali. Joining in this kind of rejection of the NFL. Rapping in the biggest song in his last album, I Said No to the Super Bowl. You need me, I don't need you. Like, these are... I mean, it, he he it wasn't just a tepid support for Kaepernick. I mean, he really, to me, put his arm around that movement, and in turn, it absolutely helped Jay Z's public image when he did that. I don't think there's no question that with with his fan base, with the people that follow Jay Z, he it, it he absolutely monetized and got and benefited from him making that stance. I'm okay with that happening if you firmly believe in that, which I don't know if I, I think he did. I don't think that he was, I don't think he was lying when he felt that way, but when you feel that way, and then now you come here where you're like in this, in a year later, basically you are at a press conference with Roger Goodell yucking it up. And you're saying this isn't about Kaepernick getting a job. And like the kind of arrogant way in which he was going about talking about everybody understanding why Colin Kaepernick, uh, was kneeling and that no one disagrees with Kaepernick and this like idea that like it, it, he was just so patronizing about it. And it I just found it extremely sad. And I think the issue that I have with Hove going this route is it lets the NFL off the hook for a just a gross injustice. And I know people want to and trying to defend Hove and I get it because yes, what the issues of Black Americans in this country and their and and, and the issues that we face, yes, absolutely, they go far beyond Colin Kaepernick not being in the NFL. However, you cannot get in bed with the same company who is in in a, in a, in in hopes of achieving social justice when they did the most unjust thing or unjust thing possible when it came to the first man who kind of created this movement to begin with you can't go and say like i said someone someone i thought had a great analogy it's like someone it's like if martin luther king decided that he was going to sign a deal with the montgomery bus company even though the, they were still not going to let rosa parks sit in the front of the bus that's essentially what this is you can say oh Martin kings say, well look, look like i talked to them and we're going to do a lot of great stuff for the black community we're going to do a lot of blah 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 it doesn't work. It's 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 tainted. It's not gonna. It's not. It's not the same. And this idea that it's okay as long as they're just throwing their money at their problem. No, that's not. That's this is not. This is not good. And as you know, I got to shout out, my homie Rob Parker, mentor at Fox Sports. I think that he really hit it home when he said, I mean, what the NFL did was so anti-sport. Sports is about the best guy, no matter what. Gets on the field, and it's everybody's equal when you're in between those lines. Regardless of race, creed, color, whatever. It's 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 basic American values with sport. That's why people love it so much. And they went the complete opposite. Kaepernick is without question worthy of having an NFL job based on his skill level. And he doesn't because he stood up for racial injustice, which is not. A stance that we should be frowned upon. That should get him out of the league. He should be revered for it. And so so Jay-Z. By s- deciding. That this company. That is continuing that oppression. Because that's what they're doing. It's, it hasn't stopped. Kapanik still is, is unemployed. They're continuing this social. This 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 completely immoral thing. And suggesting that. That's the company that's going to be able to. Move forward with. Attacking social just social justice issues? How you expect someone anyone to look at that and not roll their eyes? It's 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 it's, it's unbelievable to me. I, I think that Jay-Z had had badly, badly misplayed his hand. What I will say is I do agree we have to let it play out. We have to see what happens if he gets Colin Kaepernick into the NFL or if he creates massive change and and does it make the massive awesome work that helps the community I think that we can look at this and say okay maybe we didn't like how things started but clearly we got it. we didn't give Hove a chance and he did what he did but I don't think that we're in a position where everybody's saying oh shut up until and you gotta wait and, and let's see what Hove does like no he has to be held accountable because this the NFL what I also don't understand is these people who are saying well, isn't this what you wanted? not this what you wanted? Didn't you want the NFL to take social justice seriously? No. <laughs> Let's get that off. Let's please get that out of the picture. Now, Colin Kaepernick did not kneel because the NFL wasn't addressing social justice. And these fools acting like they don't get that either—they're stupid, or they're 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 they telling lies. Kaepernick kneeled for racial uh, injustice, racism, and police brutality. He said it after he kneeled when they asked him what it was about. Last time I checked, Kendall, didn't we have Proud Boys marching in Portland? Didn't we have Nazis in Charlottesville last year? I haven't seen a couple years ago. I haven't seen (laughs) that. We've moved forward in terms of the, the, the problem we have in our country regarding racism. And, the fact that we're supposed to be just okay. Well, now the NFL is addressing it, so now everything stopped. No, his issue was the country isn't living up to that. And last I checked, I don't think things have changed that much. I don't know. It's it's. It, it, I think that as as expected, and what's been happening since the beginning, Kaepernick's vision is being perverted into something that is not. And now, somehow, it got changed into the NFL having to be. This social justice police officer when that's never what anybody wanted. The only reason why they got put in the situation was because they bit Blackboard Kaepernick. <laughs> they know Blackboard Kaepernick, we don't even have the discussion about them getting involved with the community and addressing racism. No way would have worried about that. It all started because they did not give a man who deserved the job, who spoke out about racial injustice and and got rid of him. Yeah, they're, they're making up for that. His yeah, Kaepernick thing's gotten ugly, man. They're making up for <laughs> the injustice thing, injustice, that they unjust thing that
1: they did in the past. Yeah, yeah I think the league. Um, I think they they mis I think mm-hmm. they miscalculated uh, what the the each individual team's decision to not bring in Kaepernick. You know how that would look, and you know they thought individually it would hurt them. Bring him in, or the value or whatever they whatever they calculated or whatever they they thought about, and you know overall as a brand it has hurt the NFL. So, um, but the, just NFL, hurt the NFL's but, look, but, but I think the NFL yeah, we'll absolutely
0: is getting what they want with this. I like I think that that's what's so sad about it to me is I don't think that anyone has won. I think I mean maybe you could say Hove is one because he's lined his pockets. And maybe eventually he'll win by actually achieving the change that he wants to achieve. I don't think that he's disingenuous in actually wanting to achieve change and thinking that he can. I think that he's disingenuous in the way as soon as he got into the All-Boys Club, he immediately threw Kaepernick under the bus, which was just not something I expected. I I think a lot of the people who are disappointed in Hove would not feel the way I feel and other people feel had that press conference went differently. Had, when he was asked by Kaepernick, said one of the first things I want to do is make sure he gets a job. Is to speak to the NFL about the work he's done in his community, and 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 why he he definitely is the kind of person you should have in your community as a city. And those words were never spoken. It was very much about I don't know what he's doing. He, I do is he gonna be involved? Well, I'm not his boss. It was like I mean these are direct quotes. I'm saying I'm not making stuff up. Yeah. These were stuff he said when they were asked about Kaepernick. He was dismissive. Like he didn't want anything to do with the guy. For a guy that you said that was like Muhammad Ali? Yeah. Man, Hov, to me, he took a serious L this week, man. He took a serious L, and I think that some of these people that are defending him... Look, let me be, let me be fair. Some of these people defend him, I think, generally feel like we need to give him a chance and that Hov has done great work, so let's let him do what he's done in the past. I think there are some people who... Definitely believe that he can try to accomplish things and believe that at the end of the day, yes, we do have to come up with, as Hope said, solutions beyond Kaepernick's kneeling. But I do think that there's a portion of these people that are blinded by their fandom for Jay-Z and what he's done in the past. And I think there are a lot of people who are part of this establishment, the sports media establishment, that is forced to cover the NFL, to be involved with the NFL, and... They're not speaking truth. And it's sad because there's a lot of black faces on television and a lot of black faces on radio and a lot of black faces in print whose names and voices behind this movement are important. And instead of highlighting the continued the continued oppression against a man who stood up or need for so many people who are oppressed in this country. The fact that they're Putting him down to prop up a, another billionaire is grotesque. It's grotesque, and I had to say that. Um, what else we got on the show? You want to talk Lakers real quick? They're they're in a tailspin. Might as well. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no segue from how I feel about that. Um, but I hope I made it clear. But this uh, the Lakers situation. Uh, also, a little bit of a mess in regarding what's gonna happen with their center position. So last week, unfortunately, Boogie Cousins uh, tore his ACL in a workout uh, open run somewhere. I don't know where he was playing, but his video of it and it looks like it looks like a, it looks like a torn ACL. So
1: hmm? Yeah, He's playing in Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was Vegas.
0: Um. So he's playing open run workout in Vegas. Uh. Non-contact kind of injury. Tore his ACL. He's done for the year, which is terrible. First of all, I don't even want to gloss over that. I mean, this guy. Whatever you you've thought of Boogie Cousins, I've certainly criticized him probably on this show. Yeah, I definitely have criticized him on the show. Um, but whatever you think about him, I mean, that's this guy's gone through Achilles, uh, quad, now ACL, and, and a guy who I feel like over the last year and a half, pretty much since he started getting injured, has definitely tried his best to, you know, rehab his 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 image and his reputation yeah he was not an issue in New Orleans for money reasons. he was not an, he yes to. to be fair it was money reasons but he was not an issue in New Orleans he was not an issue in Golden State he's been a model teammate and I think that he his last year in Sacramento yes and his last year in <laughs> Sacramento and I think that he's also been a really great um kind of voice about various messed up things about the sports complex whether it be the NCAA or things about the NBA I think that yeah he's been intrigued like some of his quotes and how
1: He's a smart
0: guy. Yeah, he's a smart dude, and I think that he's been brave with some of the stuff he said. Yeah. So I think that so uh, it's sad that this is a guy who should be making 150 million dollars based on what he was a couple of years ago, and now he's on he was on his second vet, John on his, his second vet minimum deal, and I don't know what he's going to be by the time he comes back. So you know, poor one off of boogie. Of course, we hope he gets better. But in regards to the Lakers, they're talking about Dwight Howard. Uh, Joe kim Noah, Marcin Gortat. Yeah, I mean they're basically most Spates, Mo Spates I and mean, they're basically going down the the NBA 2K11 top centers, yeah. <laughs> seeing who they could find to He's fill this spot. League, yeah, I'm and like David Lee to come up. And look, I think this is kind of misguided. I don't know why they feel like they have to replace Boogie Cousins. Oh yeah, you have to. No, I disagree. I don't. I think that the NBA. Well, hit. Hey, let me let me rephrase that. If you have to. You need another big man. Yeah, you need another big man. I don't think that they need to get a guy who they're expecting to play a lot. I don't think they could get, like, some, I don't say G League guy, but just a, a, a barely yeah. NBA kind of guy or a young guy to fill that spot. And, and to me, this is where I was going to go with it is I think it is kind of the first sign of trouble regarding Anthony Davis because AD has made it very clear he doesn't want to play center. I don't know what it is with these guys not wanting to play center. Poor Zing has had the issues. Uh, AD's having the issues. Uh, Mark Steinman had the issues with the Knicks. Marcus Alders has the issues. Uh, it goes on and on. I don't know what it is. It's funny because I don't I, know if it's a if there's a there's a marketing money thing that we just don't get that I, we're not uh, learning about. But everyone wants
1: to avoid playing center like the yeah, plate. I was watching a it was an AU tournament. It was PGM. Uh It was the PGM national championship, and they were talking to the seven footer uh, Walker Kessler. They were interviewing him. Uh, and this is on ESPN. And he, they asked him, or the guy, like the guy interviewing him, Adam Finkelstein from ESPN, told him he was like, he's like, I just want to clear something out with you. You know, sometimes you say you're 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 only seven foot or six eleven. Like you're 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 definitely seven two. You know, <laughs> and he's like, why why don't you why don't you call yourself seven two? He's like, yeah, you know, me, my parents, my coaches, they, you think, you know, if I'm you know six eleven, seven foot, I could play some four. You know, but I, I look a little more versatile i from 7'2 or 7'3. I almost get that as a high school player. Right. Yeah. Well, you're an NBA superstar. superstar All yeah. the
0: guys that just named us stars well, yeah, are like superstars. Who cares
1: if, if Anthony Davis is a 4 or 5? Right.
0: And especially Anthony Davis. KG had the same thing. KG, uh, Tim Duncan. Like, none of these guys want anything to do with center. And. At a time, I understood it a little bit when some of the guys you had to go up against at centers were guys who were six fouls. Yeah. (laughs) Guys who just leaned on you, who beat you up. Yeah, I can understand not wanting to bang with those guys for 35 minutes. The NBA now, though, so many centers don't play that way. A lot of teams don't really play traditional centers a lot of minutes anymore. So what is their issue with I mean, AD is so physically fit, so strong, so big. Why does he think that he can't play center? I just think it's easier. To play the four, how is it easier? For, that's why I don't understand. Like to me, I think that someone like Anthony Davis, like he would destroy a center because the guy is too slow, but doesn't have the same footwork. it's physically,
1: it's physically more taxing, especially to guard that guy. But especially the centers don't sort of, do anything offensively anymore. They're all just but you picking to You got to bang with him. Yes, in the you got to box, and out box and him gotta out. You
0: got to. That is the reason why they don't want to play center. Well, if you I have, I have another guy doing, your, I would rather be like, I, forget about rebounding. I'm gonna score fifty
1: on this guy. But the Anthony Davis, if he's seeing Mo Harkless guarding him in a small ball lineup, I mean, he's like, I can score this guy. You know, he's, he's two inches shorter than me. Or I, you know, he sees, you know, the Warriors putting Jonas Jarepko on him. He's like, oh, I mean, this is a bucket. Versus them putting, uh, you know, like Looney. Kevon Looney on him. Right. You know, or putting Jordan Bell or somebody. Like, in that regard, I see it. And plus, again, he doesn't have to bang with those guys. So. Someone like Boogie can do the dirty work. Someone like Dwight or someone like JaVale McGee can do the dirty work. I I don't I mean I don't necessarily I think as a coach I would look at it and say basketball wise we're most effective when we could put Anthony Davis at the five.
0: I just think that he's skill. So, I mean, I get from a, maybe a selfish standpoint. I'm not saying he's selfish, but just from thinking about only a self standpoint, yeah. I can see there are some advantages. Advantages, but I just feel like it'd be different if he was really skinny and like frail and like. I mean, Anthony Davis is built. At this point, yeah, he's built like like. There's no reason why he can't play center. He's a he's built like a center. Yeah. So, and what? Why? Also, I feel like this is where this is a little bit problematic for the Lakers. Is I think a lineup with him and Noah or him and any of them guys I named is horrible. How does he fit with Dwight Howard? Anthony Davis is so good now. I mean, I think in theory he fits with anybody. Man, Dwight Howard, no, them guys are clogging the paint. But, they're making it the more perimeter. they're making it more difficult for the other players on the court. I think that that's a disaster. I don't. I never envisioned him playing alongside. Well, I envision him and Boogie playing alongside each other because they, they have chemistry. They've played together. You're right. But I didn't envision him and McGee getting a lot of minutes together. I agree. With I that. didn't envision him and any of those other, other, you know, scrub big men they, they may have think about bringing in playing I mean the what the way it's sounding is like AD's going to be playing next to one of these guys in the starting lineup. And that that to me is crazy. I don't know how a lineup with AD and Noah is 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 supposed to be a a good lineup when you could instead go with Kuzma at the 4 or LeBron at the 4 and just go smaller. It's not like the Lakers don't have enough it's not, I mean Kuzma 6-9, LeBron 6-9, like they will be fine. I think the they, Lakers, they have no
1: issues with size. My guess is, I look, I think the best Laker lineup right now, well, I don't know what the starting line, I think the best Laker lineup, if everybody is kind of their best selves, is Avery Bradley, LeBron, uh, Danny Green, Kuzma, and uh, whatchamacallit. So you think LeBron should be playing point guard? Full yeah, time. Uh, I mean full time. I mean that's I mean, best st- the starting point guard. You can do it. You, I think you can do it. Now he doesn't have to guard point guards because Bradley, you have Avery Bradley, right. who Avery Bradley's been out of shape. He has you know he's had his own issues, personal issues, this yeah. that and the other thing, and he's not having the same player in, like that he was in Boston. Shocking. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a narrative. That's narrative. Every yeah, every I mean, Brad Brad's Brad's guy. But regardless, um, but if he can get back to that form, I mean he's the ideal fake point guard to play with LeBron because he doesn't need the ball in his hands. He can shoot, uh, and he's an elite point guard defender. So, you know, I think A.V. Bradley, I mean, I think prime A.V. Bradley is better than Patrick Beverly, you know, and that, that's yeah, the Yeah, definitely. I you agree know, with that. Like, offensively, gives you a little more value. And defensively, he, maybe he's not as rugged, but he's just as effective. So, I But mean, that lineup doesn't have Bookie, uh, AD playing the four. Doesn't have AD playing the which floor, the, no. Which is the, still
0: the issue. I you know have is is is
1: and you can, and like if they had Boogie, you could have switched Boogie with Danny Green if you wanted to go a little bigger. You could have done that, but I just I, you know I, I in today's day and age, how effective is having two post players? <laughs> you know, it, I just
0: think there's so many teams that are downsizing around the league yeah. now. The idea that you're going to try out Dwight Howard and Joe Kim Noah next to another big man. I know AD is as, as agile quick of quick uh quick and um and as as mobile as any big man in the NBA but he's still a big man. Yes. So having him and then having someone lumbering like Howard or lumbering like Noah and all the switching and pick and roll stuff you're going to have to do I think you're, you're at a disadvantage. The Lakers would be so much better defensively if they don't got put one of them guys out there. And Dwight's a good post defender, interior defender, but the league is just so different now. And I don't think he makes sense with another rim protector. So I think AD needs to do what he does best, uh, come off the weak side and block shots, play that five position, and uh, and they'd like to be better off. Not giving uh, a contract to somebody who's established, who's going to expect to get minutes and, and be a factor in the locker room. Give it to a young guy who's hungry, who can come in and be okay with playing spot minutes at the five behind JaVale
1: McGee. Let's do Kendall's core. Kendall, let's get out of here. What we got this week? I have uh, a couple of interesting stories uh, in college basketball recruiting. Um, I haven't had one of those in a while. But uh, some interesting develops that just just kind of broke today that I thought were, or in the last couple of days, that I thought were interesting, uh, unrelated to what I was going to talk about. So not unrelated, but uh, not exactly what I was going to talk about. But we had the whole – there's more – you know, Michael Avenatti Nike drama with Zion and Romeo Langford that looks really bad for Nike, um, and it shows you the, the the ins and outs of this college basketball recruiting landscape, which is very very dirty. Uh, this is all one baker b- companies bizarre situation that happened today. We had two, but one was the number one point guard, but number one pure point guard in the country, Dacian Nix from Alaska. Um... He, uh, yesterday, came out with a top five. You know how kids nowadays, they put out the top five on Twitter or Instagram. Mm -hmm. They got the the jersey edit of them in all five jerseys. Uh, He had Alabama, uh, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, and Maryland. And so those were the five schools. He came out with the top five said, look, shout out to the other schools recruiting me, but these are going to be my final five going forward, this, that, and the other. Today, He committed to UCLA, so people were like, "What? How did you? Why? Why did you come out with a top five yesterday, and then you commit to UCLA literally the next day? I mean, is that did something happen? I don't know. Was there some fishiness going on? It looks strange. It looks bizarre. Um, I thought he was going to UCLA. It's not like it's the biggest shock." He kind of had a quiet recruitment, but they seemed to be,
0: like, the team that was kind nah, he of... Only, he only needed three hours to make a decision. Cut down to five. He's like, all right, what these
1: are the five. Like literally, the tweets are, like, separated by, like, ten hours. Like, it was, like, <laughs> late Saturday or, you know, late the day before. And then the next day, he comes out and makes this announcement in, like, the the afternoon. The only thing I can think of is could he have possibly, like, looked at it
0: kind of like how these kids do the, the football one where, like, you know... He's in the middle of the summer. There's no. He's not at school. So he can have like an announcement with like the hats on the yeah. on the chair. So did he possibly feel like oh like when I met my top five, these are just the schools I was considering, yeah. These, considering. I was getting and now, ready to make my decision. And then tomorrow I made my decision. Like I feel yeah. like this maybe like being like yeah. G with EJ here. I'm gonna say that maybe that's that, what happened.
1: Yeah. That's just not the. If he's going by the traditional route of these guys, I'm gonna announce my top five like. These right. are the five schools yeah, I'm yeah, going to visit. Something. Yeah, those guys going visits. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you get five official visits. These are the five schools I'm going to visit. That's not what he did. You know, Kentucky fans very upset. He's up from Alaska. You gotta give him a break. He is they, from they 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 different up I'm surprised there. Surprised Duke, you know, can get in there. Can't well can't. I am be. surprised
0: because all those all those schools are like completely different shoe brands. Yeah, for the that most part, you know, Under Armour had Under two Armor, they had Maryland Adidas and, and Nike with Alabama.
1: Yeah, so. um which that's that tends to be the uh sometimes that's the, that's the strategy it's you know, it's, a it's a bidding oh, oh, it's a bidding war <laughs> it's a bidding war you know which, I'll go to one of you guys whichever you guys want to pay the most. um and then the other story uh sticking with some some interesting stuff uh Jalen Green, who's the top three player in the country, kid from california um he is a i mean seems like his recruitment is is come down to Kentucky and Memphis for the most part but you know we'll see what happens well today there was a report coming out of Sportsondo, which is a European or international basketball outlet that said Jalen Green is deciding between staying at Prolific Prep his high school which odd name to begin with Prolific Prep but staying at Prolific Prep going to Australia or playing for this program in Italy or is this is you know, club in Italy. And so this, that sent shockwaves. You know, Memphis fans, you know, very, very upset, like myself. Like, damn, like, that, that's our go to guy. That was supposed to be the crown jewel. Uh, Kentucky fans as well. Like, like, that, that ruined their, their plan. He had come out and said he was going to commit on Christmas Day. Um, but a couple hours later, his dad came out and, and said that wasn't the case. I mean, I don't know generally when an international source comes out and says that, it wasn't like it was like... it up. Yeah, they're not making it up. They didn't get this from nowhere. Yeah. so They're in the ballpark of what's happening. Yeah, there there's something going on behind the scenes yeah. that they just don't want to admit right now. But, um... He's best friends with RJ Hampton who made that same decision. Yeah. So, kind of, uh... uh the, the jig point. is up when it comes to college basketball. Yeah.
0: I, I think the jig is up. I think that uh... We've had Hampton now. We have LaMelo Ball. We've had, obviously, throughout the years, yeah. several guys make
1: this jump. More guys seem to be willing to make this jump. Hampton just got how much? He got, like, millions of dollars from Lee Ning Yeah. to be, like, their next face behind winning Wade. Like, that's what people people were really worried, like, college basketball people. Like, this kid's getting that, and, you know, he's, I mean, he's, he's a big-time prospect, but... He's not he's not LeBron. He's not Zion. Williams. Yeah, he's yeah. not Zion. That, you know, it's it's gonna be bizarre. You know, or it's gonna be uh, a danger. Other guys are gonna look at this and be like Yeah, I
0: mean the NCA, I didn't get to talk we you know, we were so we've been so far behind, we didn't even get to talk about the Rich Paul situation. But Yes, the Rich Paul situation. Uh, the NB I mean the NCA I just, just balked on that as well. Tick 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 tick, tick 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 tick, time is running out. I don't know
1: and at this point I don't think they can save themselves even by doing the Olympic thing. Which I've been proposing for years. What's the Olympic thing? Just just let guys promote their own stuff, or you know, let guys sign with Nike, and if they want to go to Duke, go to Duke. Right. You know, let guys. Yeah. So you don't think that would
0: even work anymore? You think that? I think think the NBA would still be. Yeah. I
1: think the NBA would still be like. Well, we're still doing the one and done, so we're still getting rid of it. You know. Mm, Right. Do I think if they did that and they adopted the Olympic model, could Nike say to themselves? you might be more effective for us playing at Duke than even playing the NBA if you're not going to play, for example. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a second-round pick, we can pay you $1.5 million to do a year at Duke or do a year at Kentucky and then go to the NBA. So, I mean, there are ways where they can still survive and still get some guys, but the the top guys are still going to be going to the NBA. I'm telling you, man. And it's going to kill them. I think that— Because why do we care about college basketball last year?
0: Star, for the most part, players. it was Duke,
1: yeah. you know, Duke. and Duke had three guys that wouldn't have went to Duke had it not been for the one and done rule. One hundred percent accurate. And without those guys, do we care about college basketball last year? I mean, there's still the Carson Edwardses and the Ty Jerome's and the Kyle guys that the Jared. Well, to so me, there's
0: no there's no question. I mean, as someone who lived through, I mean, you were living through it, but you were much younger. As someone who lived through uh, the 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 pre the pre the, the, the prep to NBA yeah. and then the one and done change. Like the college game in those years, from about two thousand to whenever they the one and done, which was the first year I guess was KD, uh, KD and Odin. Yes. So whenever since the whenever so whatever that was four or five years, I man, nobody was checking for college basketball the way they are now. It was different. The feeling was that the best players weren't playing college; that the best players were in high school. And a lot of the times, the top guys that were getting drafted were all high school guys. Yeah. Only a few guys in college were getting drafted, and those guys kind of looked at as like, what's wrong with this guy? He had to go to college. Yeah. Is he really that talented? Like, yeah. I think the same thing's going to happen. I think the same thing's going to happen, and I think it may be on a worse scale. It's gonna be worth because there's so much more money to be made now than even there was back then, based on endorsements and stuff. That more guys, guys, they're they're gonna take the
1: risk. Their brands are way bigger now. Yeah, they're gonna take the
0: risk. They're gonna be like, I'll, I'll go take that money from leading or one of these, you know, sneaker companies. New Balance. New Balance. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take these millions that they're gonna be offered and just
1: take the chance, even if I'm not ready. It's it's worrisome because you're gonna have guys. I'm warning basketball fans, warning the NBA. You're gonna have guys that are like the 60th ranked recruit in the country. They're going to enter the draft. It was happening before. It was happening before, and this is going to be worse. You're going to have guys that, like, because they just didn't go to class, you know, or they just don't feel like going to school. I mean, because there are delusional guys now that think they're going one and done. I've seen quotes. I'm not going to name players, but there are quotes from players that are, you know, freshmen coming in this year that say, oh, yeah, you know, I I plan to do one or two years. I'm like, I mean, I really didn't look at you as an NBA prospect, let alone – you know, you're talking about going one and done, or you know, doing no more than two years in college. So, it's it's bizarre, it's dangerous. Um, but the NCA
0: made this bet. Yes. You know, they made this bet. It didn't have they, to. Be, yeah. It did not have to be this way. They could have fixed this uh, scam a yeah. long time ago. And they 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 their greed yeah. have set them set them up. I think for their eventual demise, which I think is coming really soon, sooner than we think, like. In ten years, I think college basketball is going to look extremely different from what it is now. I don't think it's going to be recognizable.
1: I think is that close. That's uh, that's scary. They, they, what helps is that these TV contracts are still so like, like they're still so ironclad. So, oh, like, I
0: think that they'll still be on TV, but just I, I'm telling you, I think yeah. either you'll have guys that are free agents being paid hundreds of thousands, of millions of dollars, or you'll have. Again, it would be basically just like a C league, where just anybody who's playing is just guys who aren't good enough to be in the NBA. I, I'm telling you, I think I just think that the NBA. I, seems I can't point to about, what it's gonna be, but it's gonna look
1: nothing like it is now. Yeah, they seem serious about this G League thing. My yeah. biggest fear is that like college basketball ends up looking like college soccer or college baseball even. There's too like, many good basketball players for that to be, where it's like, to no, be that no bad. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's
0: not a lot of good college soccer or college basketball or baseball. But I'm just saying that there will be enough good players to where it yeah. won't be that irrelevant. Yeah. But I think it's re- it's day in the relevancy that it's had like, for example, this year. Yeah. We ain't gonna touch that ten years from now. I mean that that ship has definitely sailed. Which it would be an end of an era, really sad. But yeah. again, uh, money is root of all evil, and it would be uh, the root of the demise in the NCAA if that indeed happens. That is going to wrap this week's abbreviated edition of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. It was good to be back on the air. Of course, you can check all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also check us out on social media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod, on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. And on uh, Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow me on Twitter at ej_stewart, and on Instagram at actionej. Once again, that is it for us for sports talk. Uh, Kendall, this is your last sports talk, I believe, and, uh, before you're uh, back at, back in uh, at Temple. Lord. So, uh, so you know, Godspeed. We'll, we'll be. We'll be. We'll be in touch. Right. <laughs> you, that, we you, have... that, you that way differently. not yet, but <laughs> yeah, no, all
1: right. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs> temple man i mean you've seen the news i mean <laughs> interesting but um yeah hopefully we have some uh some interesting stuff to to share you know? yeah man yeah we'll see there's we'll, we'll yeah we're not, we're i won't like, we'll like, jump the gun yeah i won't
0: but. jump the gun but yeah yeah we'll see, we'll see. uh <laughs> that's it for us this week guys hope you guys
1: enjoyed the show for kendall i mean J P.